0: Welcome back to the Hemingway List Podcast. We are talking about... Who are we talking about? Hang on. I don't know if my page is open. That's my bad. Sometimes I start the podcast before I'm ready to start the podcast. Coventry Patmore. I liked these ones. Um, I think they were, well, I think they were at least better than the Williamses. Swim says the mum of fish. He says Coventry Patmore was an English poet and literary critic. He is best known for his book of poetry, The Angel in the House, a narrative poem about the Victorian ideal of a happy marriage. Following the publication at Popmore's, Patmore's poem, the term angel in the house came to be used in reference to women who embodied the Victorian feminine ideal. A wife and mother who was selflessly devoted to her children and submissive to her husband. John Singer Sargent, Considered the leading portrait painter of his generation. Asked Patmore if he could paint his portrait. Patmore was a handsome dude. Here's the picture. Okay, Coventry Pat4 as painted by John Singer Sargent. Uh, He's dressed a bit like Colonel Sanders, but he's skinnier. And his hair is a bit more like Albert Einstein. That would be my best uh, description of what I'm seeing there. Cool, all right um good on you Patmore today we are reading some other poets uh, I think we've got a few lined up today um sidney dobell eighteen twenty four to eighteen seventy four The ballad of Keith of Ravelston. The murmur of the morning ghost that keeps the shadowing keen of Keith, kind, sorry, of Keith of Ravelston, the sorrows of thy line. Revelston, Ravelston, the merry path that leads down the golden morning hill and through the silver meads. Revelston, Revelston, the star beneath the tree, the maid that kept her mother's kind, the song she sa- that sang she, she sang her song, she kept her kind, we sat beneath the thorn. When Andrew Keith of Ravelston Rode through the Monday morn His henchmen sing His hawk bells ring His belted jewels shine O Keith of Ravelston, The sorrows of thy line Year after year Where Andrew came Comes evening down the glade And still there sits A moonshine ghost Where sat the sunshine maid Her misty hair is faint and fair She keeps the shadowy kine Of Keith of Revelston, the sorrows of thy line. I lay my hand down upon the stile. The stile is lone and cold. The burny that goes babbling by says nought that can be told. Yet a stranger here from year to year she keeps her shadowy kind. Of Keith of Revelston, the sorrows of thy line. Step out three steps. Where Andrew stood, why blanch thy cheeks for fear? The ancient stile is not alone, tis not the burn I hear. She makes her immemorial moan, she keeps her shadowy kine, O Keith of Revelston, the sorrows of thy line. return is the next poem, return, return all night, my lamp is burning all night, like it, my wide eyes watch and burn, like it, I fade and pale when day returning, bears witness that the absent can return, 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 like it, I lessen with a lengthening sadness, like it, I burn to waste and waste to burn. Like it, I spend the golden oil of gladness to feed the sorrowy signal of return, return, return. Like it, like it, whenever the east wind, wind sings, I bend and shake. Like it, I quake and yearn when hope's late butterflies with whispering wings fly in out of the dark to fall and burn. Burn in the watchfire of return, return, return. Like it, the very flame whereby I pine consumes me to its nature. While I mourn, my soul becomes better soul than mine, and from its brightening beak can I discern my starry love. Go forth from me and shine across the seas a path for thy return. Return, 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 all night I see it burn. All night it prays like me, and lifts a twin of palmed praying hands that meet and yearn, yearn to the impleded skies for thy return. Day, like a golden fetter. Locks them in, and wanes the light that withers, though it burn, as warmly still for thy return, still through the splendid load, uplifts the thin, paler, paler, palest patience that can learn, nought but that votive sign for thy return, that single suppliant sign for thy return, 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 lest happy love or ever, thou touch the lamp, the light have ceased to burn, and thou who through the window didst discern, the wanted flame shalt reach, The topmost stair to find no wide eyes watching there. No withered welcome waiting thy return, a passing ghost, a smoke wreath in the air. The flameless ashes and the soulless urn, warm with the famished fire that lived to burn. Burn out its lingering life for thy return, its last of lingering life for thy return, its last of lingering life. To light thy late return, return, return. Enchanted Calendar First came the primrose on the bank high, like a maiden looking forth from the window of a tower. When the battle rolls below, so looked she, and saw the storms go by. Then came the wind flower, in the valley left behind as a wounded maiden, pale with purple streaks of woe. When the battle has rolled by, wanders to and fro, so tottered she, dishevelled in the wind. Then came the daisies on the first of May, like a bannered show's advance. While the crowd runs by the way With ten thousand flowers about them Though I came trooping through the fields As a happy people come So came they As a happy people come When the war has rolled away With dance and table, pipe and drum And all make holiday Then came the cow's lip Like a dancer in the fair She spread her little mat of green And on it danced she With a fillet bound about her brow A fillet round her happy brow a Golden fillet round her brow And rubies in her hair Laws Dio. In the hall the coffin waits, and the idle armourer stands. At his belt the coffin nails, and the hammer in his hands. The bed of state is hung with crepe, the grand old bed where she was wed. And like an upright corpse she sitteth gazing dumbly at the bed, hour by hour. Her serving men enter by the curtain door, and with steps of muffled woe pass breathless over the silent floor, and marshal mutely round. And look from each to each with eyelids red. Touch him not, she shrieked and cried, he is but newly dead. Oh, my own dear mistress, the ancient nurse did say, Seven long days and seven long nights, you've watched him where he lay. Seven long days and seven long nights, the hoary steward said. Seven long days and seven long nights, grown of the war and her gray. Seven, said the old henchman, and bowed his aged head. On your lives, she shrieked and cried, he is but newly dead. Then a father priest they sought, the priest that taught her all she knew, and they told him of her loss, for she is mild and sweet of will. She loved him, and his words are peace, and he shall hear her ill, but her watch she did not cease. Her blessed, He blessed her when she sat distraught, and showed her holy cross, the cross she kissed from year to year, but she neither saw nor heard, and said he in her deaf ear, all he had been wise to teach, and all she had been fond to hear, miss, miss old prayer and solemn speech, but she answered not a word. Only when he turned to speak with those who wept about the bed on your life, she shrieked and cried, he is but newly dead. Then how sadly he turned from her, and it, it were wonderful to tell, and he stood beside the dead bed, deathbed, sorry, as by one who slumbers well. And he leaned over him who lay there, and in cautious whisper low. He is not dead, but sleepeth, said the priest, and smoothed his brow. Sleepeth, said she, looking up, and the sun rose in her face. He must be better than I thought, for the sleep is very sound. He is better, said the priest, and called her maidens round. With them came that ancient dame who nursed her when a child. O nurse, she sighed, O nurse, she cried, O nurse, and then she smiled, and then she wept, with that they drew about her as of old. Her dry, dying eyes were sweet and blue, her trembling touch was cold, but she said, my maiden's true, no more weeping and well away, let them kill the feast, I would be happy in my soul, he is better, says, saith the priest. He did but sleep the weary day, and will waken whole, carry me to his dear side, and let the halls be trim. Whistly, whistly, said she. I am wan with watching and wail. He must not wake to see me pale. Let me sleep with him. See you keep the tryst for me. I would rest till he awake and rise up like a bride. But whistly, whistly, said she. <coughs> excuse me. Yet rejoice, your lord doth live, and for his dear sake say, Laos Domain. Silent they cast down their eyes, and every breast a sob did rive. She lifted her in wild surprise, and they dared not disobey. Last day oh, said the seward hoary when her days were new. Last day oh, said the Warren, whiter than the warren snows. Last day oh, the bald henchman who had nursed her on his knee, the old nurse moved her lips in vain as she stood among the train. <clears throat> like a dead tree shaking dew, then the priest he softly slept midway in the little band and he took the lady's hand, Laos Deo, he said aloud, Laos Deo, they said again, yet again, and yet again, humbly crossed and lowly bowed, till in wanton fear it rose to the Sabbath strain, but she neither turned her head, nor whistly whistly, said she, her hands were folded as in grace, we laid her with her ancient race, and all the village wept. William Ailingham is our next poet, 1824-1889. to 1889. The poem is called The Fairies. Up the airy mountain, down the rushy glen, we d- daren't go a-hunting for fear of little men. We folk, good folk, trooping all together, green jacket, red cap and white owl's feather. Down along the rocky shore some make their home, they live on crispy pancakes of yellow tide foam. Some in the reeds of the black mountain lake with frogs for their watch dogs, all night awake. High on the hilltop the old king sits He is now so old and grey he nigh lost his wits With a bridge of white mist Column kill he crosses On his stately journeys From Civil League to Rosses or going up with music On cold starry nights To sup with the queen of the gay northern lights They stole little Bridget For seven years long When she came down again Her friends were all gone They took her lightly back Between the night and morrow they thought that she was fast asleep, but she was dead with sorrow. They have kept her ever since, deep within the lake, on a bed of flag leaves, watching till she wake. By the craggy hillside, through the mosses bare, they have planted thorn-trees for pleasure here and there. If any man so daring as dig them up in spite, he shall find their sharpest thorns in his bed at night. Up the airy mountain, down the rushy glen, we are daren't go a-hunting for fear of little men, we folk, good folk, tripping all together, green jacket, red cap, it, cap, and white owl's feather. George MacDonald is our next poet, 1824 to 1905. That, we've breached the 1900s, sort of. That holy thing is the poem. It goes like this. They all, They all were looking for a king to slay their foes and lift them high. They are Thou comest a little baby thing that made a woman cry, O son of man, to write my lot. Nought but thy presence can avail, yet on the road thy wheels are not, nor on the sea thy sail. But how, or when, thou willest not heed, but come down thine own secret stair, that thou mayest answer all my need, yea, every bygone prayer. All right. Um, should we keep going? Yeah, we'll do one more. This one's called, oh, this one is by Dante Gabriel Rossetti, 1828, 1882, The Blessed Damozel. The Blessed Damozel leaned out from the gold bar of heaven, her blue grave eyes were deep, deeper much. Than a deep water even. She had three lilies in her hand, and the stars in her hair were seven. Her robe ungird from clasp to hem, no wrought flowers did adorn, but a white rose of Mary's gift on her neck meetly worn, and her hair lying down her back was yellow like ripe corn. Hath seemed she scarce had been a day on one of God's choristers. The wonder was not yet quite gone from that still look of hers, albeit to them she left her day had counted as ten years to one it is ten years of years yet now here is in this place surely she leaned over me her hair fell all about my face nothing the autumn fall of leaves the whole year sets apace It was the terrace of God's house that she was standing on, by God built over the sheer depth in which space is begun, so high that looking downward thence she scarce could see the sun, it lies from heaven across the flood, of ether as a bridge, beneath the tides of day and night with flame and darkness ridge, the void as low as where this earth spins like a fretful midge, but in those tracts with her it was the peace of utter light and silence, for no breeze may stir along the steady flight of seraphim, no echo there beyond all depth or height. Hardly, hardly, some of her new friends, playing at holy games, spake gently, gentle-mouthed among themselves their virginal chaste names, and the souls mounting up to God went by her like thin flames. And still she bowed herself and stooped into the vast waste calm till her bosom's pressure must have made the bar she leaned on warm and the lilies lay as if asleep along her bended arm. From the fixed lull of heaven she saw time like a pulse shake. Fierce through all the worlds, her gaze still strove in that steep gulf to pierce the swarm, and then she spoke as when the stars sang in their spheres, I wish that he were come to me, for he will come, she said. Have I not prayed in solemn heaven on earth, has he not prayed?' Are not two prayers a perfect strength, and shall I feel afraid when round his head the oral clings and he is clothed in white? I'll take his hand and go with him to the deep wells of light, and we will step down as to a stream and bathe there in God's sight. We We too will stand beside that shrine, a cult withheld, untrod, whose lamps tremble continually with prayer sent up to God and where each need revealed expects its patient period. We too will lie in the shadows of that living mystic tree, which, within whose secret growth the dove sometimes is felt to be, while every leaf that his plums touches saith his name audibly. And I myself will teach him, I myself lying so, the songs I sing here which his mouth shall pause in, hushed and slow, Finding some knowledge at each pause, and some new thing to know, alas, to her wise, simple mind, these things were all but un- but known. Before they trembled on her sense, her voice had caught her their tone. Alas, for lonely heaven! Alas, for life wrung out alone! Alas, and though the end were were reached, was thy part understood or born in trust? And for her sake, shall this too be found good? May the closed lips that knew not prayer praise ever, though they would. We two, said she, will seek the groves where the Lady Mary is, with her five handmaidens, whose names are five sweet symphonies Cicely, Gertrude, Magdalen, Margaret, and Rosalis. Circle wise sit they, with bound locks and bosoms covered, into the fine cloth white. Like flame weaving the golden thread To fashion the birth robes For them who are just born being dead she He shall fear happily and be dumb Then I will lay my cheek to his And tell about her love Not once abashed or weak And the dear mother will approve My pride and let me speak Herself shall bring us hand in hand To him round whom all souls kneel To unnumbered solemn heads and bowed with their orals and angels meeting us shall sing to their sitherns and sitoels. There will I ask of Christ the Lord thus much for him and me, to have more blessing than on earth, in nowise but to be, as then we were, being as then at peace, yea verily, yea verily, when he is come, we will do thus and thus, till my vigil seems quite strange and almost fabulous. And we two will live at once one life, and peace shall be with us. She gazed, and listened, and then said, less sad of speech than mild, All this is when he comes, she ceased, the light thrilled past her filled With angels in strong love laps, her eyes prayed, and she smiled. I saw her smile, but soon their flight was vague, mid the poised spheres, And then she cast her arms along the golden barriers, And laid her face between her hands and wept, I heard the tears. Alright, that's us for tonight. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.